Welcome to Ramplify, a student-centered, career-focused podcast hosted by the Center for Career Equity, Development, and Success at Suffolk University. This podcast is used to highlight the resources offered in the university's career center while amplifying the voices of everyone who contributes to our vibrant community. Pursuing a double major is no easy feat. Students pursuing a dual degree often have to have a clear goal in mind, whether it's a plan to launch a career that blends two specialties or a way to expand their own expertise. We recently had the chance to chat with one of Suffolk's own double major alums, Brian Hatch, about the ways that he applied his majors to land a career at one of Boston's top marketing agencies. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. For our listeners, could you just share your name and year of graduation and what you're up to now? So my name is Brian Hatch. I was in the class of 2020 um, and I studied government and public relations. Since graduation, I've actually done a few different jobs, but for now I've been working full time at a marketing agency in Boston. That's awesome. And what is the agency again? It's Riddle and Bloom, a Wasserman company. So I started there in January of 2021. Well, again, we're just so thankful to have the opportunity to talk with you a little bit about your Suffolk experience and sort of what your professional journey after graduation looked like, which I think is a topic a lot of students are always interested in. How do you navigate that space between being a Suffolk graduate to being a full-time employee somewhere? I think it's so interesting, especially in the times we're in now, just because there really is endless opportunities and there's no one right path. I think in the last few years, I think everyone has realized that. So there's definitely opportunities for people to not only chase their dreams, but go above and beyond what they could really expect that they would accomplish. For sure. Just to kind of get our conversation started, thinking a little bit about your experience at Suffolk, could you speak to what that kind of looked like for you? And were you involved in any sort of extracurriculars in your time here? My time at Suffolk honestly was entirely life-changing. I always tell the story of when I entered freshman year, I was this quiet, didn't really talk to anyone, student orientation. I was that shy face who just tried to avoid all social interaction at all costs. My freshman year of college opened me up and I got to meet so many cool people. My best friend to this day, who we still keep in contact and I see her every summer, she walked up to me in Miller Hall Cafe when I was sitting alone eating pizza and was like, hey, do you want to join us? And she's still one of my closest friends and she even got me an internship opportunity. Things like that that were part of the Suffolk experience of how everyone really embraced the culture and supported each other throughout, especially freshman and sophomore year as we were all growing together. That's the ideal student experience. Finding your people in the Career Center, we describe that as expanding your network in some kind of way. I think of it, you found your people. And in a way, you have connections that will last with you for a really long time, lifelong. Absolutely. I always say that every connection that you make, whether it's a student who's in your class who you may not be sitting directly next to, or just someone who walked up to you in a random dining hall cafe, these connections can lead to future opportunities, which are so beneficial. For sure. I think one of the really interesting things about your experience at Suffolk is the fact that you did have a double major, correct? So for context, I changed my major about 10 different times in undergrad. 
when I was an orientation leader, one thing I remember always telling parents that I was studying government with a minor in business law and English. At that time, I completely changed afterwards. But I remember parents definitely were thinking which career path I was leading. But then I ended up taking a public relations course. And that entirely swayed me that that was kind of the career path I wanted to go down. So I ended up adding a public relations major. And I was able to complete it perfectly in time with all of my other graduation requirements. That's great. And it sounds like that class sort of opened your eyes. But what were some of the other motivations that you had for taking a double major? Great question. So I knew that I have a just deep interest in politics. I could go on for days talking about politics. But really, I wanted to think about what would differentiate me and kind of stand out as a candidate. And also beyond just politics, what if this isn't my full future? If I'm not going to spend the rest of my life in politics, what other areas do I want to explore to really make sure that I'm doing what I love? I love politics, but I don't know if I could personally spend my whole life doing it. So once I took a few different courses, I took English courses, I took public relations, I kind of found that I was more leaning into either political comms or even just the public relations side as a whole, maybe not even in politics. So upon further research, a few of my peers and I actually ended up doing that double track of the government and public relations just because there's so many opportunities to really grow and whether or not you enter a particular field or not, it all carries over. That's so great. And I think it's a perfect example of how you can have an industry like politics, but there are so many niche kind of areas of that industry. I think a lot of students need to hear that, that there are so many different angles to an industry like that or like education. Everybody needs PR. Everybody needs marketing in some kind of fashion. Absolutely. And it's actually even funnier because my current role, I'm in social media marketing, which is an entirely left pivot. It's very interesting that this is kind of where I ended up ultimately During the pandemic, I was doing a lot of just different work in social media, just because that was one of the only careers that I was interested in that was still active amidst everything going on. Ultimately, through these careers, it led me to my current role. I can't be happier with how that trajectory landed. That's great. Actually, that kind of segues really nicely into our next question, which is, could you tell us a bit about your role at Riddle and Bloom? What are your day-to-day kind of tasks look like? So in my current role at Riddle and Bloom, I am an account manager for social and influencer marketing. Essentially what that means is I oversee different influencer campaigns for a variety of different brands. So some brands our agency works with range from Amazon, HBO, PayPal, etc. And we really work dependent on their campaign objectives and goals to get out of it to have influencers post content on social media that really achieves those goals and is compelling content that reaches a Gen Z audience. So we work with college students and we try to reach college students with the content that they create. That is awesome. And I'm sure your perspective as a fairly recent graduate sort of informs that work too. Absolutely. It's so funny because I feel like when I was in college, I was always on top of social media, whatever was trendy at the time, whether it was Snapchat or now TikTok. And so now that I get to kind of carry that over to my career, what I do, stay up to date of what is trendy, what people are doing is really fun. And it's just so cool to see college students who are only a few years behind me thrive and also be resources for them as they look to expand their careers in the next few years. 
That is so great. And that really is the ideal when your personal interests align with that professional position that you obtain because it motivates you to go to work and to do the work that you do day to day. Absolutely. And that was honestly a big fear that I had senior year just because with all the pressure that I'm sure a lot of current Suffolk students probably have if they're seniors looking ahead to the future, ultimately just knowing that no matter what you choose to do post-grad, as long as you choose something that is a passion area for you that you really do care about and put your energy into pursuing that career, there are endless opportunities. Can you speak to us a little bit about what your career journey after your time at Suffolk University looked like? Again, I think a lot of students benefit from hearing about what was your first or first three steps after graduation? So essentially, kind of starting senior year, reason being is that was around 2019-2020, I took a senior seminar with Victoria Ireton, who if any of you know her, she's amazing in the government department, where she had a class of 30 of us with all completely different career trajectories, even beyond just government. There was a lot of people interested in nonprofits, in marketing, in a lot of different areas. And so from that point, I had a mindset that I was going to actually study abroad for my master's program, but then things changed. And so ultimately, in the spring semester of my senior year, I had a slight adjustment because I had a plan. I'm going to have a full-time job by April of 2020, set it in stone, told myself that I was going to accomplish it. And ultimately, with just how things went, it didn't, which is totally okay. And that's when I really realized that while you may set timelines for yourself, it's okay to go easy on yourself and things you can't control forces that be. And so ultimately, actually, I didn't get a full-time job for the remainder of 2020. When things started to open back up again that summer, I worked at my restaurant that closed. I stayed there during the pandemic. I did some social media free freelancing. And I even continued an internship through the summer that I had spring semester of senior year. So really nothing happened in terms of my professional career in 2020. It was kind of just more developing the skills that once the job market opened back up that I, in my mind, I would be a top tier candidate to be selected for some of the major companies that I was looking for. I had a lot of rejection. One piece of advice I would give to all students is that never take it personally, just because you never know what a company may be looking for. It could be a salary-based thing. It could be experience. They could have an internal hire, an intern that they could be prioritizing, say, if you were not to get a role. So I fully applied for 250 jobs in 2020. And the last few weeks of 2020, I almost gave up, actually. I was going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go to my restaurant full-time. And I think I'm just going to take some time. And maybe in a few years, I'll figure it out. But no rush. And it was one of the last jobs that I applied to that year that within a week and a half, Riddle and Bloom gave me an offer and I started in January of 2021. Wow. That is incredible between navigating the pandemic in such pivotal time in terms of your career. But I also really resonate with what you had said about don't take things personally. Another way to think about it is focusing on the things that you can change versus what you can't. Really sounds like you kind of honed into those things. Like, what can I do even though the world has been turned completely upside down? Absolutely. And I would always ask whenever I would get either a rejection letter or say if they said that they were not moving forward with my application, 
what is it that I could work on if I was in an interview? And most of the time, it would never be personal. It would come down to, we wanted someone with this experience with this platform, or we wanted someone who really had this knowledge. And so what you can do with that information is write it down. And then ultimately, when you have free time, either explore online courses for free. I know LinkedIn has some, and I think Suffolk University has something as well with LinkedIn, where you can take courses, get that knowledge, and then implement it onto your resume that you are proficient in a particular platform or focus area. That is such great advice. And yes, we have a subscription with LinkedIn Learning, which I think is a really powerful tool that job seekers and internship applicants can utilize. But I think that's such a good point, trying to learn something from each of those experiences. And so if something is missing or you could pursue a new skill or competency, it gives you something to work with. Absolutely. And it's easier said than done. It's obviously very yes. hard to <laughs> be rejected, but ultimately just keeping a positive mindset and knowing that what's for you will come for you. And it might not be immediate, but you will find the career and the place that you're supposed to be in due time. For sure. In thinking about your current work, are there any projects or any sort of initiatives that you're working on right now that are really exciting to you? So in terms of the work that I do day to day, I think it's just very exciting to work for a lot of just high profile brands and create impactful content. So for example, one of my past internships in social media marketing, I was doing similar to what I am now, but a little bit more behind the scenes where I was helping on influencer campaigns for a smaller agency. And the brands were less known. For example, one brand was an Italian makeup brand, which I personally don't remember the name. But now getting that experience of how to work with influencers and how to manage campaigns then to bring it over to a bigger agency with more abilities and then also with more high profile clients is just really fulfilling just knowing that the work is impactful. Absolutely. Yeah, I think when you work in the agency sort of backdrop, when you get a brand that you recognize or a brand that really excites you to work on. That's such a great feeling. It really motivates your work and takes you to that next level in some kind of way. Absolutely. Definitely rewarding. I feel very lucky that after everything in 2020 to be able to land in a position where I am feeling so fulfilled in a, any job environment and create such impactful work is something that I wouldn't trade for the world. You've shared a lot of great advice for students, just anyone within Suffolk's community so far. But in thinking about folks who are looking for their first job, do you have any other sort of advice for that group of folks? Yes. So one huge learning that I had that it's not something that Suffolk can teach, something that as a person you kind of just have to learn as you go, is that I feel like in our society we're just taught to undervalue ourselves, especially when it comes to the professional world. So I would say whenever you're writing your resumes, quantify everything and anything that you do to create impact. Ultimately, when you showcase value in numbers, money does talk. And so I think that is super key to keep track, whether it be in internships, other professional opportunities leading up to a job. And then another thing would be I made the mistake of kind of blind submitting my resume to all of these different jobs upon reviewing the job description, of course. But what would be really helpful would be to actually implement some of that language in the job description into your resume. So say if there's a synonym, for example, say if you are in influencer marketing, but you just write social media marketing, if they have an automatic tracking system before they even review applications, it might not catch that 
that you're in the field that they're looking for. So it's things like that. So say if they do mention influencer marketing in their job description, making sure that that language translates into your resume. Those are phenomenal, especially that second piece. I think that's something that we try to make students as aware of as possible is so many applications go through those applicant tracking systems. And if you don't have keywords that are specifically in the job description, your resume sometimes won't get flagged. And so I think that's so important. Absolutely. I've seen people with such high quality resumes just not even get a response or even an interview because of those tracking systems that don't get it to a real human being. Yeah. And I think that's something we as a department are constantly going back to our employers and trying to assess how do we make this a little more inclusive? Because I think there are communication barriers, language barriers and things of that nature with a system like that. But that's a very great point. In the interim, how can our students get around things like that? And I think that's phenomenal. And then I guess one other thing is apply directly on any company's website. Don't go directly through LinkedIn or Indeed, just because again, it will be increase the chances that a real human will get to see your application. That's such a good point too. Yeah. And if you're looking for something, check the company's website directly. Sometimes those Indeed, LinkedIn, or even Handshake sometimes can be a little delayed with positions. Well, this was phenomenal. Brian, I want to thank you for everything. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And I always love coming back to Suffolk's campus. I was trying to find an excuse. So thank you again. Thanks for listening. Check out our website at suffolk.edu slash career center and follow us on social media at suffolk underscore careers.